Hello, welcome back to the new episode of After Five at Jumix. And today we are very, very delighted to have our special guest. But before that, uh, as usual, I am Diana here and Sen still here. So today, this very morning, although it's called After Five at Jumix, but then in the morning we have our special guest here and our very first guest. Woo, woo, After woo, woo, woo. five a.m. now. <laughs> <laughs> After five a.m. Yeah. right now. So you have Nicholas and May from Penang Foodie. You know this blog is very very famous since I think 2016. When I'm when I'm on Facebook and looking for food to eat, I'll definitely see them. And uh, they have been around for four years ago, and today they have grown from. Zero to three point five million followers on all their brands and how many pages you guys have right now? Like we have a total of seven pages now. Seven pages. Wow. Okay. So uh, of course, with uh, before we even start the conversation, we would like to do a brief introduction of Nicholas. So what do you do? What's your background? How did you came out about? And tell us more. Hi guys, I'm Nicholas. I'm the co-founder of Good Foodie Media, and I handle business side of of my company. So every day operation, I will be handling business inquiries, and then four years ago, I started as a side hustle.、Mm-hmm. So we didn't know this will become a business. Yeah. So I started it to earn more side income. Yeah. Like my target is only like five ringgit a day. <laughs> okay. So it's just enough to cover my lunch,、mm. and then we keep on doing it with my partners,、mm. and one day we we realize it can become business. Yeah. So yeah. So, are you both like foodies yourself? Yeah, sure. So, I believe every Penang night is a foodie. Yeah, we are、true. so proud of our food. Yeah, yeah. So, since young, we, my parents would bring me around to、mm. to explore the food in Penang. So, yes. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So tell, I mean, tell us more about you, May. Okay, so, um, I'm May. So, I'm also one of the co-founders. So, actually, I started joining Glass in 2017.、Mm. So, in 2016, he actually started the website. So, in 2017, I joined him and I started doing videos. So, we have both written side and the video side, the visual side. So, and also together with his brother Edward, that's when the whole thing become a boom, and we were also quite shocked at first. So, after a while, we decided in 2018 to go full time in. To this venture, yeah. So that's when we take it as a media company. Ah,、uh, mm. okay. So, are you both like from the media or mass communication background? No, none of us are. Oh,、yeah. okay. So my background is marketing. Okay, degree in marketing. Okay. So, but ah,、uh, from time to time, my interest is in digital marketing.、Mm. So it is kind of aligned with what we are doing today. So yeah. How to get followers? How to get more visitors to our website? So I'm more interested in digital marketing. So we learn all the video editing ourselves.、Mm-hmm. So through through each other lah. So、yeah. we share how we do the、uh, video, how we do the captions, and then May play a very important role in that because、oh. the very first viral video is actually done by May. Wow!、Oh, wow!、Okay. You have to definitely share us lah <laughs>、yeah. your success story. Yes. What was the first video that goes viral? Um, it's China House. So、oh, I branded、okay. it as like um the longest cafe in Penang.、Uh-huh. Yeah. So to our surprise, a lot of people actually like it and they are proud of it because they serve very good cakes and、yeah. it's actually a very iconic cafe in Penang. Yeah. But then to catch people's attention, you need to have a very attractive 
title, I would say. So when you say the longest cafe in Penang, people are actually very interested to see, oh, so which one is the longest cafe in Penang? And yeah. when they share it, they are like, oh, see, this cafe is in Penang in my hometown. So when you're here, let's go explore it. Yeah, so that's the kind of feedback we get from that video. And yeah, people are liking it because of the story behind the cafe and the uniqueness of the cafe. Yeah, so personally, I'm from finance background. Oh. Yeah, so actually, I just go on YouTube, Google how to make the video yeah so from there we actually share how to create the videos ourselves i yeah. see i have a fun fact to share here oh uh, yeah so uh when i started in 2016 mm. so after a year we celebrated our one first 1k followers okay so uh, after a year yeah so it, it wasn't an overnight yeah, followers, of course, yeah. yeah but after the video that she did mm. in a week we gained 8,000 likes wow so That's yeah you number. can really see the difference yeah. from all the articles that i produced like <laughs> over 50 to one videos so to grow that much yes but from before you guys started, I mean, the Penang, the China House video, did y'all do videos first or just articles, mainly just written articles to become like for the video to go viral? Prior to that, um, it was just articles. Uh, yeah. So you just like, just want to do videos? Yeah, that time I remember I was still using his Samsung phone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was just, um, let's try it, like promote this place in a video form mm. instead of in a written form. Mm. Yeah. I think that time when in 2016, videos are still not very so... Correct. Yeah, yeah. It, it was still very hard to find videos that are good on Facebook. Yeah. Whereas now it's like everywhere. Yeah, yeah I would I say that one is the right time yeah. that yeah. we come up video form. So I think we read somewhere like videos is going to be huge in 2020, like four years ago. So we believe that and then we, we try to produce our content yeah. in video form. And then it just get better. Okay, okay. Cool. so I have a question here. You guys produce videos, you write blogs, and you also take a lot of photos. So why not you guys like brand yourself as like an influencer or content creator instead of a media company? I think our company, Good Foodie Media, is a pool of great content creator mm. that gather together. Then we brand ourselves as a media company. Oh, I so see. we don't have an influencer in our company. Um, we don't have a personality, a person that introduces food. More so, we are branding. We have our own brand, Foodie, that I think everyone can be a foodie. Mm. So in our company, everyone can okay. be foodie and creator. Mm. So yeah, we don't... So, we so don't can we say like everyone inside the company is a foodie itself? Yes. That's like the basic requirements when you come to HR uh, recruitment. Are you a foodie? If you're not, then <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that, yeah. That's quite true. We will always ask them, oh, what's your yeah. favorite food? And then we will ask them to write about their favorite food store or uh, they make a video for, for it. Okay, that's like the basic requirement. So yeah. you guys like listening, if you want to work in Penang Foodie or any, any sub-brand they are working on, remember you have to be a foodie and you have to know which food you like eating. Yes. Because I can't, I can't think of a food I really like eating. Like, yes, I, like, I just like, like eating for a lot lunch, of food. Like we yeah. have no choices. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So uh, before we go to that, I think we should actually know how many brands y'all hold right now for good foodie media. I think there are a lot. The ones that we can mention are like, Penang Foodie, of course, the first one, the Pioneer, and then KL Foodie, Singapore Foodie, Johor Foodie, Bangkok Foodie. So other than that, okay, so actually, we also have Halal Foodie and Chihuo. Okay. So because we want to target Muslim-friendly uh, Muslim audiences, so a lot of them, when we post videos, they will ask, is this halal or not? Ah. So we want to dedicate a page for them so that they can easily find food they like on that page itself. Yeah, so it's easily accessible to all our audiences. Mm. And also for Shihua, because as we know it, there is a lot of Chinese-based audience in Penang. Yeah. So as well as 
any other states in Malaysia. So for that page, we actually pull in all the food source from all the states in Malaysia. So it's not just Penang food on that page, but food in KL, Penang, Johor. So all over the states can be in that page. So for our Chinese audience, they can actually look at our Chinese content on that page. I think that's a very good initiative because I think for the Muslim community, it's sometimes it's very hard for them to go yeah. look for a halal restaurant. Right? Sometimes so you have, they'll feel very disappointed. Like let's yeah. say they like that food, but turns out it's not free huh, oh, okay. or Muslim friendly. Yeah. So we want them to be able to browse through content with comfortably. Yeah, mm. when they know that all the food there, they can actually go and try it out. Yeah. So interestingly, you guys going into like different market, you have Singapore, you have Bangkok, you have Johor. So actually, how do you guys started the expansion? Like, do you hire someone there or you actually go to that place and, you know, do your own survey, do your own research? How, how does it go? We will always go to the market ourselves first. So we will do research and we also create a community. Mm. So every page that we create, we have a groups. Oh. So from there, we can get all the real ah, hidden gems. So that's the secret. secret. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> It's no I longer think, a secret. <laughs> correct. So with everybody, uh, recommendation. Mm. So we can come out very good listing. Mm. And we can recommend the real food to the world. But uh, our mission is to promote the local food. So we will usually hire ro- local. Yeah, Once yeah. we establish in the market, like for example, Singapore. Mm. So we, we have five person mm. there now. So four of them are Singaporean. Mm, so we really sense. need real locals mm, yeah. to tell us, to tell the followers or mm. tell the foodies what to eat. I see. Yeah. But for Bangkok foodie, how, I mean, communication is a barrier there. How, how would you like? Or do you learn the Thai language? Yeah, or have yeah. you? <laughs> so we sent two local team there, Penang okay. Nice oh, there. Oh, okay. So they were with us for a very long time, for mm. almost two years. Yeah, wow. since we just so, started. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so we treat them as a partner. So mm. they go there as a partner. So yeah, they are starting to learn Thai, Thai. language now. Yeah. Because obviously uh Thai okay. their native is always high. Yeah. Yeah. We are just starting out there, but um once things take off then we will definitely hire locals there to help them out. Yeah. Mm. Cool, okay. So with that, I think I did a little bit of like Gapo research. Like before that is the page Penang Foodie was called Pin Trip. Yeah. What what is Pin Trip about and like that's okay. a bit of history. Yeah, so Pintrip is actually started with uh, by me and my brother Edward. Okay. So we want to create a Airbnb for tour guides. Ah. So my partner, uh, my brother Edward is actually part-time tour guide oh. during 2016. So we all just want to earn more income. Yeah. So he was a tour guide and a grab driver. Oh, so okay. Pintrip come up with the idea to, to gather all the tour guides mm. and then connect locals to the tourists. But the the thing is we don't do not have tech background. So we bought the domain, we start okay. the page. When we want to do the website, mm. we have zero know-how. Yeah. So we turn into Penang Foodie yeah. after a while. Your strengths, la, like both of you will go and look for places we, to with eat. With no tech, with no tech. Uh, yeah. So we just write things, yeah. produce articles. That one we can do because mm. both of us are marketing background. Ah, so okay. we do write content for our company yeah. previously. Yes. So that, that point of time, you guys really thought that you should be working on your strengths instead like for whatever they, y'all do rather than going to the risk that y'all don't know. Like for example, Yeah, tech. for sure. Mm. Because of the limitation of the your technical know-how. Yeah. So we should you should really focus on your strength when you first started. Mm. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, I think coming out with content nowadays, right? Like for you guys, you're still so, so, so active on so many pages. So in average, 
how many stores or how much food you have to consume to be able to come up with so much content. Mm. Like so many brands look like how much? Se- seven, pages. seven pages. So how much food do you have to consume? I think in Penang, our typical is like one to two per day. But in KL, it has to be two to three per day. Yeah, so it really depends on the location. Um, so because you have like consume two lunch and three dinners. <laughs> yeah, in yeah day. that's true. <laughs> Serious? Yeah. So by doing this uh, job, uh-huh. I... I gain around 15 kg wow. in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, a yeah, we have to try yeah. food and then we have mm. to tell the people. So, mm. because we are a media company, so every day we have to come up something for, for our yeah. people, yeah. for our community, right? Mm. So, we eat a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, as May said, one to two per day. Okay, okay. So, you get all your stuff to eat together or you just go like, you, you eat this one, I eat that one. Mm. Yeah, we go in groups. Yeah, we, we don't go, go all together because we each have our own content to yeah. do. Yeah. Mm. And we also try to not to waste the food. So, mm. sharing is better option. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so usually when we go out for shooting, then in a few groups, then we will bring back the food when we can finish. So the table will always be full of food. food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that's an advantage to work in, in, in uh, Good Foodie Media, okay? Because yeah. you get to eat a lot. And eat for free. So when we hi- do a hiring, we yeah. always advertise as you can eat for free. free. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Different type <laughs> of food every day. So there was like one moment of time when bubble tea was such a hype. So you all drink like... Wow, yeah, at like, that time our table is always full of bubble tea. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. sometimes they will bring a box yeah. just to just bring to all the bubble tea, different, different type oh of my. flavors to come back. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be heaven in our office. Yeah. But so much bubble tea every day. I'm sure you guys, do you have like a side plan say, okay, you can go to this gym for how much, how much at y'all, <laughs> you know, yeah. support? So our uh, our people here, yeah. they, they go to gym right now. Yeah, because... Mm-hmm. We have a gym downstairs uh-huh. in our office, so they go. So after work, they will go to... <laughs> <laughs> to burn some calories. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a minimum requirement to do that. Yeah. So uh let's see what sense in terms of business and entrepreneurship, how they expanded. Yeah. Have this, you, this, you see that there's an interesting figure here. They have 3.5 million followers. So you know, as Facebook and Instagram, they have this kind of algorithm, they keep changing. How do you guys you know survive in this kind of challenging environment? I think to be honest, we don't really see the numbers. Mm. So we everyday operation, mm. we we tell ourselves and tell our people, we need to share the best food to to the community. But because of the as a company, we must always embrace the changes of the algorithm of the of the platform. So we try to be present on every platform. Mm. Like TikTok is growing right now. Yeah, we we are there. Google search. We are we are there because we write a lot of articles. They are all SEO friendly. Mm. So we try to be everywhere mm. so this is how but we also investing in technology right now so we are not a media company but in the next i think in a few months our app will be out oh. so that's how that's our asset that's yeah. how we protect that's how our people can view if the algorithm change yeah. they can also go to our app and see what to eat mm. what to explore in other cities as well so yeah we are investing in apps and the app is called foodie plus okay. it'll be out soon Okay, okay, okay. We have like some exciting news here. Like, so if we always don't know what to eat, like during lunchtime, tzu samo. I think this question is a question of the day for yes, every, every office. Day. Even, <laughs> tzu samo, tzu samo. Even we are foodie, right? We also have these oh, questions. Okay. <laughs> so in the apps, right, we have actually one spinning. Uh-huh. When you click during lunchtime, uh-huh. when you click the spin, it will tell you what to eat. Okay. And okay. the best part is you will get an offer 
from oh, the merchant. Wow. Yes. Okay. So we are, we are. This is our just a sneak peek here. Sneak peek here, <laughs> okay. and one of the features. That is the So we are in our last stage of developing. Okay. So our target is April. April, okay, so oh, in April, April. what's the the problem is solved. So it's only based in Penang or? It will start in Penang first. Okay. Because we have more resources here. Yeah. And But it will sh- surely go to other markets as well. I see. Okay, okay. I think this is a very interesting application. Mm. So right now, you are using your own database. Correct. The places that you've been yes. to, to put into the app. Mm. And then they just look nearby places. Yeah, you can look nearby places at our apps. You can also get like buy free one deals at our apps. Which so, is affiliated to you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's actually okay. a subscription model. Yeah. So it's like Netflix for food. So we will be talking to merchant that mm-hmm. give give up um special discount mm-hmm. for foodie. So or buy free one deals. Mm-hmm. So they have to pay a month for foodie. They have to pay like our initial offering is fifteen. Ringgit per month, 99 ringgit per year. So mm. for that, but you will get to access to 100 of offering. Mm. Yes. I think it's a very good membership. I yes. think. Yeah, it's a uh, membership program. Yeah. So because we have been doing, we have been writing a lot of years articles for the past 12 months mm. and we are seeing good results of that. So we all love promotion. Yeah, discount. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's it also a way to help our merchant mm. to get, get more business as well. So it will be a membership and then all the data, we will be not sharing all to them, but we will be telling this pool of customer visit your cafe last month. Mm. So we will be giving them analytic tools to, to measure as well. So we are, we are helping both way now. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think this is Nicholas' strategy in case in the future, the Facebook, like, you know, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg is like the Thanos in Marvel. Yes. He snap his finger, then... <laughs> Half correct, the correct. Gone. Yeah. So this is the strategy Nicholas has in arranged for the future. Right. So speaking of that, uh, we also heard that you have a collaboration with the Penang Tourism Council. So so what was the activity back then? So with PGT, Penang Global Tourism, we actually created 20 videos. So each focus on top 20 of the best of something in Penang. So there is something that Penang Foodies visual connects with PGT that is to bring more tourists into Penang to grow Penang's tourism so we are very happy and we are very proud that we align together on this vision so we actually that video 20 videos is for PGT Penang uh, visit Penang 2020 so together we hope that with those videos we can bring in more tourists yeah so we would also like to thank PGT for this opportunity for us to create very quality videos so we actually our whole team dedicated a few months three to four months just to create these 20 videos. Yeah, top 20 Nasikandar, top 20 best night spots to show people all different faces of the beauty of Penang. Yeah. Wow, so meaning that there are more than 20 places that you can go to for mm-hmm. each of the listings yeah. that you are seeing in Penang itself. Yes. Like Penang is so small. Yeah. I didn't even know that 20 places. Every time, uh, Chinali, go at, mm. Don't know where, what to do. So, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, correct. So we did like 20 best lunch spot, yeah. dinner spot, 20 halal food in Penang. Mm. So thankfully, the CEO of PGT is very yeah. supportive. Mm. He yeah. was from marketing and advertising background as well. Yeah. So he knows that this partnership is very valuable to, to his vision as well, to his marketing goal. Yeah, mm. because more and more people is going on social media. So yeah. that's also where Penang Foodie's strength is. So we have a lot of followers on social media. That is how we want to reach not only locals, but tourists. 
Yeah, mm, that's how we want them to discover the beauty of Penang. Mm, okay, there's one question that I'm like very, very curious on. Mm. Like for Penang taste buds, you know, like mm. we have that kind of specific taste buds that is very spoiled, I would say. Like yes. no matter where you go, huh? No taste one. Like everything, if it's too like blunt or anything, mm. we'll just say, huh? Me wait the. So like for you guys, is it an advantage or disadvantage when you're going to places and going to other states? Like for example, if you're going to somewhere in Johor and then you taste something that all Johorians would say, wow, but when you all go there, it's like, huh? So how you guys would like... I think that's also our strength, right? As a Penang Nai, we're born here. So our taste bite is, like I say, is stronger. Yeah. So whatever we say is nice in other states, I would say it's confirmed nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Because okay. of our strength. Mm. There's a saying like Penang one is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Penang one is better. Okay, this one, yeah. I, I think by now, Nicholas and May is already the season. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the taste buds are yeah. like, ah, this is sweet, tien ku la, everything. Can. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, okay, if you come to a food that is really not so good la, and you still have, it's a paid job, yes. how would you like go and write? Or okay, there's one case I always sharing with my friends or family. We actually refund them uh, because what we want is integrity as well. Yeah. Although they pay us, but we have so many people that believe in us. Mm. So we usually will refund them and tell them nicely. Mm. Um, ask them to improve. Like mm. tell them what's wrong. Yeah. Then after a few months, if they improve, then they can they can advertise again. I see. So you guys really go through very strict like quality check on the food before everything is... Yeah, sure. So our team will go through like ask them what's the background. Uh So we'll do a research on all the review site. Okay. Google reviews, Facebook reviews. Mm. Once we think it's okay, Mm. it's okay, um, then we will only send them our proposal. In terms of like cleanliness, I think... Like every day you're eating like how many how many food? Two, three meals a day. I'm sure there's one specific meal that will make you have food poisoning or something. So mm. with that, like you guys do go back and tell them, hey, Nia Su, you then Okay, so we, we always do the videos and we get a chance to go into that kitchen. Mm, ah, okay, so okay. fortunately some of them is very clean. Mm. But we also come across some it's not so clean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So this is an issue. So we will surely tell them. Mm. So to be safe, you have to follow Nicholas and May to go to lunch. To confirm it's <laughs> clean. Yeah, confirm already. it's good and clean. <laughs> yes. yeah. Okay. And I think the reviewer can rest assured because all the recommendation by Foodie is confirmed is good and clean. I think there's one thing that really we have to put out there like for you guys that are creating so many contents every day. I think some people may think you know like that kind of attitude to see it because there's so much like you guys create so much content right so all these kind of smaller things now it's like confirmed stem and chop so it's really gone through your strict regulation or requirements to be able by good foodie yeah Yeah. okay okay that's cool so sense yes do you want to start a food business now um, let me consider about it. <laughs> I do not want to compete with the seafoods here. <laughs> <laughs> because if you want to start a business, it's the best time to, you know, ask for advice, right? Yeah. yeah, how about, I think some of our listeners might want to start a cafe or a hawker themselves. So do you guys have any advice for them so that they don't go to a roadblock or face some challenges in their sure. business? I think food quality is the, is the number one criteria. Mm. Um, do not create bus or viral just to get like three months visibility, really focus on the food quality, right? Taste is very important. 
I think price point is also very important mm. in the market right now. So with good taste and good price, you actually succeed in the in the F&B business. Nice. I think that's a very good advice. You guys need to take note if you want to start a food business. And also yourself. try to make it as make it as halal food. Uh, in Malaysia? In Malaysia. So you can attack the bigger market. Yeah, Malaysia. we can go into yes. a bigger so market. So that everyone can eat. Everyone can, eat. Yes. can enjoy our food. But talking about price, lah, I mean, in different states, for example, in Penang, in KL, in Johor, pricing on average, like in Penang, average cafe food will be like maybe 15 ringgit. Hawker food may be like six ringgit is like very, very expensive already. So in your words, like how would a person from F&B background to set the proper pricing for their food? Like okay. what's the best strategy? I think the owner should put themselves in, in the customer's shoes. Like how much will you pay for the food? Mm. That's the very important to, to define how you price it. So do not overvalue your food, right? You should, should price and then get a, a certain profit will do. Mm. Mm. would you say like how many percent would be like a, like uh, in your terms you know you have been to so many so pricing wise you should be very clear on why why is it so expensive and mm. all that is it on par with the quality of food or anything like that so how is it how much percentage especially for someone starting out would you sure. have any advice so we talk to a lot of owners mm. so they always tell us because we do not own a food business right now but they always share with us like their profit margin is around 30% mm. so I would say 30% is fine yeah. Because we also need to understand as a business owner, you have to pay for rent, ingredient, you have to buy upfront, mm. right? Your, your employees. Mm. So I think 30% is fair. Yeah, yeah, true, right. true. And that's you true. have to pay for marketing and advertising as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do you think, is it important for a F&B business to do branding? Branding. Yeah, sometimes it's like a chicken and egg question. Whether should I advertise first or should I focus on improving mm-hmm. my food quality first? No, like I which think, one should I go first? I think advertising and marketing in every business is very important. Yeah. Um, especially after we came into this business, we realized that after we go for advertising, our mm. client actually told us that their sales can go up to three times, four times. Wow. Yeah, for as long as three months. Yeah. So actually that is where they can see the ROI because no matter how good your food is, you can only rely on words of mouth. So if you cannot get your story, your quality, your brand story up there on a platform to for people to see, then you can still grow, but maybe it will be slower mm. as opposed to if you actually go out and advertise and actually actively looking for, you can go for influencers, not necessarily through Penang Foodie, but I think active promotion and marketing is very important in growing your business mm. for F&B wise. One question, like how important is it for hawker stalls to do advertising? Like, you know, cafe and restaurants is fair, but for chakwetiao, I just sell, you know, the, the corner, I sell chakwetiao. How am I supposed to do, how am I co- going to create a story behind? I mean, because you guys are doing like videos and articles, I'm sure you all have a strategy of doing that. How important is it to do that? I think before they, they want us to advertise as a hawker, they have to see the capability to cater for the crowd. No? Because for hawker, they usually like one cook and one helper. But for us to help them to craft a story is really based on their real story. How they come up with the recipe, how long ready. So it's really from their recipe, from their background, then we can craft the, the story behind it. Yeah, I think some like some hawker center in Penang, like since I'm I'm a Penanga and mm. I know, some of them are like selling their, you know, hawker food for generations, right? Yes. And do you think that story should be 
you know, spoken out to people rather than just keeping it inside. Usually for this kind of story, we actually cover it for free. So uh, every day, our editors or videographers, they will go out and look for this kind of unique stalls to cover. Yeah, so for this kind of stall, we don't take any payment. Yes. We just we just want to share their story. We just mm. want to help them. Yep. Yes. So usually they were like speaking Hokkien or la, like, mm. oh, what did you bring to? Yeah, go Like that kind of thing. Yes. So you all will have to like do your own translation. And then even for Malays and Indians, like Penang covers so many various food and flavors. So you all have to go and like go and reach out to people. How, what if like Indian fellows say, oh, ah, no. Um, they can still speak. Yeah, usually they will Mal- speak in Malay, Malay or English. English. Yeah. 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 I think as a Malaysian, we can still understand uh, just yeah. yes, a few body language. That's, that's our, uh, yeah, <laughs> because I think some that's of our, our Indian friends, they can say Hokkien as well. Mm, yeah. So. yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. So in Penang Foodie itself, you will, I mean, not only Penang Foodie, good foodie me- media, you mm. will have a lot of different races all working together, Yes, you know, to speak different languages. Even in Bangkok, you have Thai people soon. Mm. And then for Chinese, you have to write Chinese translation. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in terms of how you guys would, like how how to really proofread or anything like that? Your founders, you all have to go through it. How how would you understand, or would you really communicate so much with your people, especially even in the people that are in Singapore and Johor that are so far away? How you all like really guide them and manage them? So we always start with why we are doing this. Mm. So every every week, I would say every quarter we'll do the town hall. We'll tell them our mission. That's where they know what to do. Like mm. why why they are doing this. Start Is with there a why. standard SOP? For? For the contents that you're doing? As long as they are telling people what some of the best eat, that's our SOP. Ah, uh, okay. Very simple and very yes, straightforward. very simple. Uh, okay, so it's like, as long as you know where to go to get good food, mm. you know how to serve the people first rather than, than writing for yourself to read. Mm. That's like the two main points of all your contents. Yes. But for article-wise, we actually have SOP so that it's search engine optimized. Yeah. So for that, we actually have our senior editor to guide our newcomers on how to how to write it in the sense that people will be able to discover it on Google. Mm. Yeah. So this is very important because for food-wise, you don't actually go and actively promote it. People will search for it on Google and on Facebook as well. So we need to make sure that all our content is uh, searchable. Mm. So, so I think the key here is you, you write content, not just it's readable. You need to be able to rank as well. Yep. You have yeah, to focus on SEO. Yep. Yeah. So with all the skills that you know, SEO and digital marketing is something that you really have to go and practically do it before you know it. But are you guys like sending people for training or y'all learn how how do y'all learn like y'all really go and touch the thing to do it or y'all get some mentor or whatever we always learn it ourselves so we that's how we started so we just do google there are so many um learning documentation for you to to see and all the success story so that's how we learn so we put it into action so when we see the result we, we share to our people Yep. Nicholas is uh, very into SEO yeah. so he will actually teach all of us uh, including the senior editors on how to improve on their ranking so our senior editors will be the one to pass on the message because actually for now when we have too many pages it's very hard for us to communicate one by one to all our editors and more yeah mm-hmm. yeah can I can I ask you guys to share one secret about SEO because SEO is something that I'm trying to learn as well like just one Small secret, if if you were to share to our listeners. Okay, I think my secret to SEO is I would say it's title tag. It's very simple, mm. and also image optimization. 
But for now, it's getting harder because there's so many blogs every single day. So for now, you have to really write long form. Mm. Long form content will work. So to define long form content, you should really know your title well, mm. not your not topic well. So you need to do a lot of research as well. Mm. Right. I think in your terms, you're also trying to cut out from a lot of competitors that are using bots. Mm. A lot of, like, if you see, there are a lot of people that are on, you know, that has a lot of followers growing very, very rapidly. They are using a lot of bots and a lot of, you know, some black hat methods. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say black, black hat is bad, but for what you are saying, you are trying to grow everything organically to write long form, like, contents to really tell people that you really know your stuff and that is how you get it ranked. So I think that is one very good takeaway that we can all learn from because a lot of people will, are very impatient on growing their page on their profile but you guys really show how it is meant to do like meant to be really have to take one step Over at the time. white hat method be legit yes. and don't take shortcuts uh, and SEO is really a long long term thingy it's yes. not like it won't happen tomorrow Overnight, yeah. when you write the articles your article actually send a lot of signals to the Google algorithm how many people views how long they stay how soon they go out, right? So this is all the important metrics. All right. So let us talk about maybe what was the future for Good Foodie Media? Maybe you guys are planning like a event or maybe you want to gather all the Nasi Lemak in one place mm -hmm. and so on. What, what are you guys going to do in the future? Okay. Um, we are exploring a few things. So for us, our vision is to become the leading digital media in Southeast Asia. So we are now in Singapore, Malaysia and Thailand market. So our next target will be Manila, Philippines and Jakarta, Indonesia. So as a media, so we we will grow into that segment. Mm. So the next thing will be our technology, our apps. Mm. So we will invest heavily in our apps. So that's the second part. So the third part will be our community and events. So once we have the right people, we will definitely do it. Because to connect with our community is also very important. That's why we created a group's for them so they can share that they can talk so it will be a really great if it, they can meet offline right so now they are always communicating online in the comment section so one day they can really meet up and do do an offline event so that there is a possibility that one day all the Nasilama stores in Penang all the good ones will actually come together lah. would you say so I think so. Yeah. All, yeah, the, all the grateful in Penang yeah. <laughs> yes okay okay I that's think that's something that we can all anticipate Oh, yeah. Anything you guys want to ask us? Anything at all? Okay. Since you all are in digital marketing, is there a thing that you see there's a loophole on us or weakness that we can improve? Wow. Like throwing this ball to <laughs> us is like a, like an audit. <laughs> ah. Like we suddenly have to become an auditor. Uh, I think like from 2016, I can see you guys growing from, you know, how you are going on to trends without the trend coming out first. I think you can forecast a lot of this kind of thing. So whatever you guys are doing, you are taking a lot of risk, which is something that I think we all have to learn from. And in terms of anything that is, you all are trying to target to so many niches, like going into halal food, Chinese, English, different countries and all that. Content marketing is definitely very good already. And uh, in terms of advertising, I think, let me see. There are still a lot of things that y'all can go into, like maybe YouTube. I'm not too sure whether are you guys on YouTube on whether getting more influencers to really come in or more real foodie that are local foodies to come in and really talk about food. 
like mainly to to increase that quality there. That one, in terms of me, is like content marketing. Yeah, because I think the, the way you guys want to invest into app is a very good initiative because you want to gather and collect back your database. Because if you just rely on Instagram and Facebook, one day you don't know what is going to happen. So you need to pull back all the audience and build your own database and email list. That is a long-term strategy, no matter you're in marketing or digital marketing. Mm. And I think the app can be your first, you know, the first step into a long-term of business. Yeah. yeah, of course, the app is not easy to develop. Like, we all know that there can be so many bugs. Even the website itself has bugs. On applications, I think it's even harder and it will take time. So, these are the things that maybe you guys will have to go through. Yeah. And, and exploring into TikTok is also yeah, good yeah, way yeah. We love TikTok. TikTok yeah. has, yeah. Yeah, has the best organic reach right now Correct. without spending anything. You're actually yeah. on TikTok also. Yeah. Yeah. It was like um, five years ago, the reach on Facebook so now yeah. they're actually pushing your content to a lot of people in fact they are spending like 3 million USD per day to advertise the apps so if you want to get on social media I think TikTok is the right place right now yeah, yeah. Sans has been like telling us like go and take only take videos take simply take videos <laughs> yeah. on TikTok and yeah. then post on TikTok. you don't know what will yeah, take off know. yeah you just yeah. have to push the content and push yes it. So now we go into the section where we call questions of the pod. So we have two questions that we got from our audience that we would like to ask you guys. Okay. So what is the questions? Actually, the, the first questions that we got from our audience is, please give me advice to start an F&B business in Penang. Just now you have already answered half of it. And then what are the areas of an F&B business should I focus on to succeed in the market? Okay. Like, is it like, the price or is it the service mm. or is it the environment? I think back to the point that we mentioned is always about the food yep. and the price. Of course, the hospitality, cleanliness is also very important right now. So I think if um, as a business, food business owner, focus on these four key areas, I think your customer will be coming back and then through word of mouth and then through advertising. So you can do your own Facebook ads, not necessarily engage a media or influencer. You can also try, try error, spend as little as 30 ringgit per day. Mm. So you will see the result. Yeah, I think uh, these are quite simple steps that everyone have to really listen and not be too impatient. Like a lot of people just fail at the part where, huh, today I put 30, tomorrow I should have three, 3k followers mm. like that's like oh yeah but now the social media is not about followers anymore as a business so it's about just the conversion of people coming in the food the mm. food traffic right because as a business follower is not important I think we are media so it's different so for you you just really need to spend on ads I think you will see a result yeah. I think we start taking action instead of overthinking about it yeah, like what followers. if I spend 200 and no result you just have to do it sometimes yes. you have to try an error yeah yeah. but in the end of the day it still comes back to the food itself and whether you have your own unique selling point like what we can see a few cafes is doing very good I would say like China House why are they so good it's because they are the only ones who make all kinds of cakes so people will always go back for the cakes yeah so and also there's one we you know it's also our personal favorite, Joy's Cafe. Mm. So yeah, what they are doing different from others is that they promote healthy food. Mm. And at the same time, although it's promoted as healthy food, they are very serious about the food taste as well. So that is how you stand out from the others. You have your own 
unique selling point. So every time we go to a client, we always ask them, what is your unique selling point? And if they are able to answer that question, then they know what they are doing. And if they can't answer that question, then it's very hard for us to help them promote also. Yeah, so you have to know where you're standing, what makes you different. Mm, I think that's very important for all bis- like all F&B owners to understand what is truly their selling point. Some can sell their story, some can yep. sell their food quality, some can sell their service. Yeah, it can be your family recipe. It can be because you are using imported ingredients, all kinds of, but you need to have one thing that stands out from the other. Mm. I think recently we have seen a lot of food outlets being concept stores they are selling food and also maybe some uh, knickknacks of like journals clothing yes. fashion all mm-hmm. that I think it's something that people can also look into and uh, I think the second question we have from our listeners is a bit controversial Malaysia and Singapore food okay <laughs> so there is always this question be- behind which food is better Malaysia or Singapore since you guys are on both places Tell us honestly. So, honestly. Mm. honestly speaking, I because I grew up here, I still love Penang food more than Singapore food. But one thing I realized is because a lot of people has been telling me, oh, Singapore food is just so-so. But when we go over there and we really go and explore the hawker food, one thing that they are better than us is that they have more variety of street food. Mm. Yeah, this is one thing I realized. And so... Because for Penang street food, there is not as much variety as in Singapore. But then um, taste-wise, I would still prefer Penang's food. But I would like to say that um, Singapore's food tastes better than I expected. Yeah, mm. so there are still good food there. So yeah. plus one for Malaysia, but Singapore is still good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Singapore is still good, not zero, okay? So all the Singaporeans, don't, don't come and... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> So uh, there's one more last question, okay? Uh, this is coming from me. So in Georgetown area, tell us three places that serves good lunch food. Okay. My personal favorite would be the Sky Hotel Roasted Chicken. Okay. So it's a chicken rice shop, basically. Okay. So it's, it's near Georgetown. Uh, I label it as a Sky Hotel Chicken Rice. Uh. Mm-hmm. Then the sec- my second favorite is a hot bowl curry meat. The, hot the bowl shop name is hot bowl okay, curry okay. meat, white curry meat. Okay. So they specialize in white curry meat. Okay. That's the best in town. Oh, did they create the instant noodles? No, that no. no, no. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So the third one you want to share? Um, I something want healthy, something vegan, or or anything that we can target everyone. Okay, I actually just now I wanted to say Honke, but then it's all not Muslim friendly. So uh, I want to add on like okay. Hamid Patami Sotong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is, although it's quite flooded with tourists, but actually it's still very good. La. Yeah, locals still go there. It's, it okay. nears our office, so we still go there for lunch sometimes. Okay, okay. If healthy food, then the one I said just now, Joyce Cafe. Okay. Okay, this is not paid, but they're really good. (laughs) 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 Maybe Joyce Cafe, if you're listening, then you know what to do. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I think we have about everything we want to ask today, and we really enjoyed the conversation with you guys. I'm a bit hungry now because I haven't had breakfast. So (laughs) uh, without further ado, I would like to end this podcast today. Thank you so much to Thank Good you. Media. Yeah, thank, thank you for having us. Thank you, and Nicholas. And today we cover a lot of secrets, man, that, you know, in future, the application, the events. And we know who to ask for lunch. Yeah, we know who to ask for lunch soon. <laughs> yeah, which website to visit? Yeah, which know, website? Yes. And there's so, ah, uh, yeah, there's now every places that you covered is on Bilang Foodie, right? 
Okay, yeah. so if you want more details on what Nicholas and May shared on their favorite places to eat, you can also go to Penang Foodies blog and also check out their page, their social media. You're on Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yep, and YouTube. We are, we are there. Growing there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I think that's about it. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you like this podcast, please follow us at EliasJumix.com.my. We are also on Everywhere. Everywhere. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and also YouTube. Yeah, and you like to be on our podcast, you can also reach us through our email at uh, after5 at jumix.com.my. So thank you so much again. Thank you for coffee. And we're going to lunch later. You are going to recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank Diana you. signing out. And this is Sans signing out. Bye-bye. Bye.